Good morning, everyone, and happy Thanksgiving. Welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Amy, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today's date is Thursday, November 27th, and today we are reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are at the bottom of page 14, starting with the paragraph, My Friend Emphasized, the Absolute. Today's readers are Kathleen W., Anita J., Elaine B., Karen M., Sharon B., and Judith R. Yesterday's reference number for Wednesday, November 26, is 7065. That is 7065. O.H. Gamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask for Sharon B. to read the 12 steps, please. Good morning, Sharon B. in New Jersey. Very grateful to be here this morning. The 12 steps. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, I pass. Thank you, Sharon. I will now ask for Judith to read the 12 traditions. This is Judith Aron from Mark, Recovering Compulsive Overeater. Can you hear me? I can. The 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, a common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. 
Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group at never endorse, finance, or lends the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personality. Thank you, Judith. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book at the bottom of page 14 with the paragraph that begins, My Friend. And I'm going to ask Kathleen W. to get us started, please. Good morning. This is Kathleen W. from Arizona, recovered, grateful to be doing service on Thanksgiving. My friend had emphasized the absolute necessity of demonstrating these principles in all my affairs. Particularly was it imperative to work with others as he had worked with me. Faith without works was dead, he said, and how appallingly true for the alcoholic. For if an alcoholic failed to perfect and enlarge his spiritual life through work and self-sacrifice for others, he could not survive the certain trials and low spots ahead. If he did not work, 
he would surely drink again, and if he drank, he would surely die. Then faith would be dead indeed. With us, it is just like that. You know, in Tradition 5 in the AA 12 and 12, it says each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the alcoholic who still suffers. That's our primary purpose. And then it says, better do one thing well than many badly. The life of our fellowship depends on this principle. The ability of each AA to identify himself with and bring recovery to a newcomer is a gift from God. Passing on this gift to others is our one aim. Sobriety sobriety can't be kept unless it is given away. And then in um, page 180 at the bottom um, in the in the big book, it says, um, I, I, Bob, Dr. Bob talks about, I spent a great deal of time passing on what I learned to others who want and need it badly. I do it for four reasons. One, a sense of duty. Two, it is a pleasure. Three, because in doing in doing in so doing I am paying my debt to the man who took time to pass it on to me. And four, because every time I do it I take out a little more insurance for myself against a possible slip. And you know, I have been a chronic relapser all my life and I have um been recovered um for the almost a year now and the difference today is that I, for the first time in my life, I, I just turned 50. I came in in my early 20s, and the difference, you know, this is, I went through the steps again last January with my recovered sponsor, and the difference this time is that I am truly studying the big book. I'm always in the big book, and I'm, today I'm living in steps 10, 11, and 12, and I have to work with others working my step 12 because I can't rest on my laurels and forget where I came from. I have to remember what it's like to have to be binging my brains out and um, and have a food hangover and just everything that goes along with that. I can't forget that, and that's why it's imperative for me to continue working with others and passing on this gift that God has given me. And um, it's just such a wonderful program. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Kathleen. Would anyone else like to share on what was read in this paragraph? Kim? Go ahead, Kim. Katie F. Kristen? Yeah. I've got Kim, Katie, and Kristen. Okay, let's go with that. Kim. Kim. Oh, i got one more person. Karen? Okay, let's go with that. Kim, Katie, Kristen, and then Karen. Go ahead, Kim. Okay, so only the people with the letter K beginning with their name shares right now. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, all. My name is Kim G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. This is such an amazing and powerful paragraph to me, and this really kind of explains why I spent well over a decade in a row doing the steps, going back into relapse, doing the steps, and going back into relapse. To pull out this sentence, for if an alcoholic fail to perfect and enlarge his spiritual life through work and self-sacrifice for others, he could not survive the certain trials and low spots ahead. Yeah, I, I didn't understand that. You know, we talk a lot in Thanksgiving about gratitude, and I remember being taught that gratitude was a verb. I had to do action. 
So I used to think perfecting and launching my spiritual life when I sat in my room by myself and just did prayers. And they specifically saying, how do we perfect and enlarge our spiritual life? Through work and self-sacrifice for others. I have to put these principles into action. Just studying these principles alone in my room is not sufficient. And how do I do the work? I do the work by doing the steps, actively making them a part of my life, by, by um, showing that this connection with God, by working with others, you know, self-sacrifice for others. If, if my program is convenient, I, I'm not doing enough. Working with others, working these steps is not a convenient process. And I love how it says you could not survive the certain trials and those spots ahead. I really thought, well, if I do these steps and I, you know, lose this weight and get to a bone weight, then isn't my life going to be perfect? Isn't my life going to be puppies and kittens and everyone's going to do what I want? It's letting us know recovered does not mean that I'm going to, I'm going to arrive at this point and everything's going to be wonderful. You know, do I get angry as a recovered person? Absolutely. Do I get sad as a recovered person? Absolutely. Do trials happen as when I'm recovered? Absolutely. The difference now is I have a design for living so I don't have to stay there. I don't have to stay in anger. I don't have to stay in sadness. I don't have to stay in the pain that life is going to bring me. I have the ability now to get a connection with my higher power in order to not stay in those places. So why I used to go back to the food over and over again is because I thought it was done and I should be rewarded now with a perfect life and that I just had to sit alone in my room and say prayers and everything would work out my way. And the last thing I just want to say, it says, if he drank, he would surely die. Did I believe that? I didn't believe that for years. I didn't know what I suffered from because I was never educated on the doctor's opinion. I thought if I ate, I would get fat again. That was the only consequence I thought. And now I understand that this twofold illness, out of the body, obsession of the mind, if I go back, I will die. And even more frighteningly, maybe I won't die, but I will live in the hell of compulsive overeating until I'm 97 years old. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim. Katie F., go ahead, please. Good morning, Katie F., a recovered compulsive overeater in Virginia. Good morning, everyone, and happy Thanksgiving. And thank you, Amy, for your service. And, I mean, I know that there are probably a lot of paragraphs that we could be on today, but what this is just such a perfect paragraph for us to be on on Thanksgiving. Um, because we just want to think that, um, you know, I used to think that, that I was making too big a deal out of this problem. And so on Thanksgiving, you know, I could really just manipulate my food plan to go along with the rest of my family. And, you know, that's not how I live today. Um, if he did not work, he would surely drink again. And if he drank, he would surely die. Uh, because trials are going to come. It says in the sentence before, he could not survive the certain trials and low spots ahead. You know, this, <laughs> we go through the steps and then uh, life starts happening. And, you know, I did not know how to live. I did not up. I grew up 
stuffing something in my mouth instead of having any type of feelings. And even today, you know, yesterday I had some bad news about someone and I just, you know, I felt like I was crawling out of my skin because I just did not like those heavy feelings. I didn't know what to do with them and everything was getting on my nerves. And, you know, I, I called my sponsor and she knew exactly what I was talking about and for a few minutes and I went back to my day. And, you know, I've been abstinent for, for two and a half decades. You know, I didn't graduate from having feelings and having things affect me. Certain low spots are ahead, and this is a program that taught me how to live. And, you know, as I get ready for this day, which, you know, in America is all about eating, um, you know, I'm debating, should I just eat my lunch before I go to my sister's because, you know, what's the big deal? But, you know, I I just, um, I couldn't get that to happen on my own. It had to happen as a result of enlarging my spiritual life. And, you know, as time progresses, I keep adding more and more to my program. I don't take away from my program. I am not, you know, to the point now where I don't do blank. I'm not to the point now where I don't have to whatever you want to say. It doesn't work that way. We keep enlarging our spiritual life, keep giving to others, keep answering the phone, keep um, honest with your food, keep uh, integrity around everything else in your life. That's what this life is about. And I'm so grateful that it's not any different just because it's Thanksgiving. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Katie. Kristen, go ahead, please. Uh, Hi, Amy, can you hear me? This is Kristen. I hear you great. Okay, great. Well, hi, everybody. This is uh, Kristen Kay, Recovered Compulsive Overeater from New York. And um, Amy, thank you for your service this morning, and I'm just so grateful to be on the line with everyone uh, on this Thanksgiving. And, um, you know, in, in the past, I would have used this time you know, I, I couldn't wait for Thanksgiving, you know. I couldn't wait to get into the day and start, like, you know, the because it was all about the food. And that's, as a compulsive overeater, you know, I, I um, that was my MO, right? It's it's all about the food. And and today, you know, this is my first, I was thinking about it. I've been in, um, coming into OA for the last three years, and this is my first holiday season abstinent you know and just I'm like I'm sitting here and I'm nervous and I'm like excited and you know and what a wonderful wonderful paragraph to be on this morning and that's why I just had to jump on the call and um I have actually written here in my big book to reread this paragraph you know after I did it um the first time through with my guide because it is imperative that I work with others. And there is no coincidence that yesterday I was at a big book meeting and they we were reading, we were in the working with others chapter. And, uh, you know, it, it, and I take this as not just working with others in recovery, but practicing these principles in all my affairs. And that's really what I want to touch on this morning 
is because, you know, I can I can be a certain way in meetings, I can sound good on a phone call, but it's how I am in all my affairs, you know, and today especially being around my family who, you know, can definitely be triggers for me at times, you know, to really show up and be present. And, and because I'm abstinent today, I can be of service to them. I can be of service, you know, to... Um, you know, a mom who still struggles with this disease, you know, um, and and how wonderful is that, you know, because, and I don't have to be in the food today, you know, that, that to me is just the greatest miracle of this program and of doing this work. And, um, and you know, just the, the line that Kim touched upon, for if an alcoholic failed to perfect and enlarge his spiritual life through work and self-sacrifice for others, he could not survive the certain trials and low spots ahead. You know, just quickly, and I'll end with this, is, um, you know, this morning I am, after this call, after the meeting this morning, I am doing service with another recovering compulsive overeater. And, you know, the low spots ahead, well, I have an aunt, unfortunately, who has stage 4 cancer and has spread throughout her whole body in a very short period of time. And, you know, I can be... Uh, you know, present with her and present with my family today because I'm abstinent and it's not all about me and the food. So I'm just so grateful to be here, to be with all of you, and with that I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Kristen. Karen, go ahead. Hello, this is Karen. Is it my turn? Yes, it is. Hi, this is Karen. T is in trust from New Orleans, Louisiana. And I am so grateful to be here on Thanksgiving, just so grateful. And I wanted to talk about the line, with us, it is just like that. You know, we're a type. We addicts, we food addicts, we compulsive overeaters, we alcoholics, we're just a type. With us, it is just like that. I am inherently um, uh, selfish, and so that's why... I have to enlarge my spiritual life through work and self-sacrifice to others. Um, I'm the type of person that, left to my own devices, I kind of think about me, myself, and I. And um, that's the opposite of saying, thy will, not mine, be done. Um, so as I, with my family today, you know, I'm, I'm just like this. I am different than some other people. I'm an addict. And for an addict, that means that I um, will just need to get out of myself. I need to get up on the higher spiritual plane or else it becomes all about me and I get, as the big book says, angry, indignant, and self-pitying. And um, that is... Appalling, an appalling place for me to be, a terrible place for me to be, because then it gets all about me, and then um, all I can think about is what I want and what I need. And so this line is great this morning because we're just like this. We are just like this. We need these truths in our lives that um, we are just need that. Um, one of the reasons I go to meetings is to remember that I am mentally and physically different than others. 
mentally and physically. Physically, there's just foods I can't eat. If other people overeat on Thanksgiving, they just pick up and go on with their lives the next day. But I'm this type called compulsive overeater, and it won't be just today. I don't know when I'll next be abstinent if I pick up my sugar foods and the phenomenon of craving starts. So, um, and I'm mentally different too. So um, I'm grateful. I'm very grateful for this meeting. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thanks, Karen. I think I'm going to dive in here. My name's Amy. I'm a compulsive overeater from Maryland. And happy Thanksgiving to everyone. And um, how awesome to start the day of Thanksgiving with this meeting. I want to focus on the word imperative. I went to the dictionary. I don't think Bill chose this word lightly. I mean, the definitions for imperative are crucial, critical, essential, necessary, indispensable, urgent, compulsory, mandatory, obligatory, very important. I mean, the reality is says it, and others have mentioned it throughout the big book here, that nothing ensures immunity from drinking or for us as compulsive overeating than working with and carrying the message of recovery to the still-suffering compulsive overeater. It says our recovery is contingent upon the maintenance of a spiritual condition. Well, how do we maintain and enlarge our spiritual condition? Well, it's by getting out of ourselves and giving service, carrying the message to the still-compulsive overeater. And I know there's some of us on the line today who are, you know, maybe not at a point, you know, working through the steps where they feel they have a message to carry. Well, they have a big, if you have a big book, take your big book with you to a meeting and read from the big book. If you don't feel comfortable doing that, give service at a meeting. This is things that I was told by my sponsor. As a matter of fact, my sponsor wouldn't sponsor me until I had a service position. You know, we had to put this into practical application. We read earlier this week that the price to be paid was the destruction of self-centeredness and selfishness, that we had to get rid of the selfishness or it kills us. And how do we learn how to do that? By putting it to practical, practical application, which is getting out of ourselves. My sponsor used to say to me in the first couple of Thanksgivings, because I used to be very worried about that holiday and going home and being around family and how was I going to be abstinent. She said, take a phone number of someone who is newer than you. And if you feel like you're struggling in that, in, in that environment, you go into the bathroom and you call a newcomer. Ask them how they're doing. And I bet you that ensures your absence for the day. And sure enough, she's like, if you're at a Thanksgiving party, look for someone who looks like who is struggling or having a tough time. Go over and talk to them. You know, the, the, the one who's hurting, the one who's sick, the one who is ill. This is practical application of getting out of ourselves. And this big book and these 12 steps have taught me that when all else fails, I can look outside of myself to be of service to someone. And as for those of us who recovered to carry a message of depth and weight, which is our story of recovery, the miracle of transformation, that the food no longer calls us, I mean, what a fantastic opportunity. As others have said, I'm so grateful that I have purpose today, that I have an opportunity to carry a message that has the ability, this message, these first 164 pages, that has the ability to transform lives. What a fantastic thing to have. I'm so thankful for that today, and I'm so thankful for everyone on the line. And with that, I'll pass. Would anyone else like to share on what was read, please? Okay, all right, everyone's got to stop talking for a second because I'm just hearing a lot of voices. I heard Larry, I believe I heard Melinda, I heard Bella. Julie. 
Hold on, I'm going to go on with Rochelle, Leah. I think I'm going to hold on that. And uh, Linda, I'll catch you for the next paragraph. Larry, Melinda, Bella, Julie, Rochelle, and Leah. Can you please repeat the page number? We are at the bottom of page 14, that last paragraph. Thank you. All right, Larry, go ahead. Amy, thanks so much. I'm going to keep it short. There's been great shares, and uh, I want to hear everyone else. Okay, Larry, recovered compulsive over here from Chicago. Um, Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. um, I guess I want to focus on, um, you know, how does one get out of oneself? You know, um, I can't think myself out of the eye that is me. You know, I I can't, we can't do that. What 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 I've learned, and, and it's this program has taught me this. You know, I didn't read this. I didn't. What I learned through experience, through practical experience, to get out of myself, I have to act. I have to take action in, in service of others, and uh, because the ego is so powerful, so powerful that um, that as long as we're focused on on self, we, we, I had to act, I have to, so today, like any other day, it doesn't matter what day, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, uh, to find someone else, um, that I can serve, and I'm not even going to think too much about it, quite frankly, I'm just going to go serve, and, and whether that's uh, someone in program, or someone that's not in program, it doesn't matter, you know, what am I going to do for the next, uh, 20, 23 hours, you know, um, after I get off this meeting today, thank you, God, I'm going to do the same thing I try to do every day and get out of self through action, through action. That's, that's the thing that works for me. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry. Melinda, go ahead, please. Melinda, plus star one to unmute. Uh, maybe Melinda was Linda. Is there a Melinda? <laughs> okay, we'll just go ahead with Bella. Thank you. Good morning, everybody, and happy Thanksgiving to everybody. My name is Bella G, and I am a thankfully covered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Amy, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. Faith without, wor- without works was dead. Yes, yes, I I know that it's true because before the program I had the faith in God but I I had a faith also in my power, in my ego. I knew that I I have a control. Thank you God that I am not there anymore. Today my faith is different beliefs. Today I have different beliefs that direct me, direct my life. Today I believe that I am connected to a higher power and only God is perfect. I am not perfect. No, I am powerless. And we all are powerless. We all are human. And therefore God is expecting me not to be perfect. Only my ego wanted this. Today I believe that I want to learn because I don't know everything all the time. And how I can learn 
when I share my experience, strength, and hope, and when I listen to your experience, strength, and hope, because everything is from God and from everybody, from everything, I have the opportunity to learn, to learn new things, to learn new behaviors, and this is when I am connected to a higher power, and yes, it faith without works was dead, yes, I have the opportunity to work and to show 24 hours, seven days a week in, in my house, with my friends, with my family, when I am showing, when I, 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 I show my experience that I don't have to, to judge nobody, I don't have to blame nobody, I live without fear from people, free for myself, because I know my belief is today that I can learn. I can learn everything about myself and to change only myself to be more connected to God. Thank you very much, and I pass. Thank you, Bella. Julie, would you like to go ahead? Hi, this is Julie, a recovered compulsive overeater in California. Thank you, Amy, for your service. Uh, there is so much in this paragraph. It, and it starts out with that I need to demonstrate everything in all of my affairs, my principles. You know, not just with my OA fellows, but when my husband irritates me or my kids do something, I have to act a certain way each and every day. And and I can only do that when, one, I put the food down, and, two, all my decisions are based around my creator. You know, it's not easy, but, you know, the book tells us if we do A, B, and C, we're going to become recovered. And, um, you know, I have been that person who failed to perfect and enlarge my spiritual life, and I did pick up. And so I know Every day I have my daily disciplines, and it starts with, you know, getting on my knees with my creator. I don't have to worry about that. It's like Thanksgiving today. I'm baking. I have all these things going on. And the neutrality with the food is just the fair beginning of how to live a recovered life. I mean, I've shared before, you know, my son was beaten up in an emergency. My father is dying in ICU. I'm waiting for the call. But it's like I do my daily disciplines, and it starts with God, in the middle with God, and before I go to bed, it's God. Because if I don't do that, I will pick up. I'll be one of those normal people, quote-unquote, on Thanksgiving that has to unbutton my pants to breathe. But today, I can demonstrate my program in all of my affairs. And I could not have done this without this book, without going through the steps without having a higher power. So this is just a fantastic um, life. And it all started with surrendering. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Julie. Rochelle, go ahead, please. Rochelle presses. Yeah, you got me? Yeah, Can gotcha. you hear me? Okay, good. Thank you. This is Rochelle, Recovered Food Addict in Baltimore. Um, I'm so glad to be on the line. I wish everybody a, a thankful Thanksgiving. And um, for me, this is a remarkable day. I, when I think of spiritual transformations and how important it is to give to others, uh, I don't know if any of you remember uh, 
think it was Louise May Alcott's book about uh, uh, sisters, and I don't remember the name of it, but there was this one thing about Thanksgiving, and it talked about how they got dressed up and they made packages and they went to see the poor people and they had baskets of food. And I was always so impressed by that. You know, it's just the little women, I think it was, yeah. So, um, and that was way, way, way before any spiritual transformation. But it stuck with me, you know, that idea, even though I didn't do it myself. And and for me, Thanksgiving is, um, I had just started Weight Watchers before in my life at some point. And it was, I started before before Thanksgiving. And for me, this is a, what do you call that, a uh, a marker. And uh, for me then, it was about the food, trying to get thin and trying to, you know, stay thin. But um, spiritual transformation, is it's not like that anymore. I mean, I, I recognize in the paragraph that's been read today, Faith Without Works is Dead. Uh, yeah, I have to give it away so that every day has to be Thanksgiving. Every day I have to thank my creator and say, thank you, God, for giving me another chance to be of service to other people. And the reward that I get is such fulfillment to be able to help somebody else walk through the steps and to help them see their spiritual recovery. And even even if, well, sometimes when it means letting a sponsor go because they've binged and they're, they're just not ready, that hopefully they'll get that sense of desperation so they can come back to me and say, Rochelle, I am now truly desperate. I surrender. Please help me. You know, so and and I also see that through my own work with with uh, you know trying to help other people and uh, doing whatever, whatever I can, whether it's in program or outside of program. It means looking in my life on a daily basis and recognizing that I'm exactly where God wants to be, me to be and say in a social situation, how would you have me be? How can I be of service here? With that, I pass. Thank you, and again, happy Thanksgiving, to everybody. Thank you, Rochelle. Leah, go ahead. Thanks so much, Amy. Hi, everybody. Leah, I'm recovered compulsive overeater. For if an alcoholic failed to perfect and enlarge his spiritual life through work and self-sacrifice for others, he could not survive the certain trials and low spots ahead. You know, obviously, uh, Bill and his cronies, you know, wrote this in hindsight. You know, he saw uh, people who... Uh, you know, whose recovery deteriorated because they did not uh, continue to perfect and enlarge their spiritual life through living in steps 10, 11, and 12. And, you know, Bill spent the rest of his life trying to help alcoholics and trying to help the Fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous and trying to put this thing together so that we could have it today. And if it worked for Bill Wilson and his fellows in those days and for the rest of his life, then surely, you know, it will work for me and it will work for us. And, uh, you know, my book reminds me that it's easy to let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels, that I have a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance um, and the growth of my spiritual condition. So, you know, what Bill used to do wasn't going to work for him uh, in the here and now, and, and that's my truth as well. You know, I've been cracking open this text since 1987. It, that does not matter. You know, what am I doing today? Where's my head today? What are my intentions today? You know, I'm not going to stay uh, recovered uh, because I started a few meetings uh, years ago or because I carried the keys to the church you know, and opened them up years ago or, you know, was involved in an in inner group, that's not going to help me maintain my spiritual condition today uh, or because, you know, I was involved in OA conventions, 
you know, what am I doing today? Where's my spiritual work today? And, of course, that spiritual work is not just here on the phone uh, together, as lovely as that is every morning, you know, but the spiritual work of a recovered person is, you know, to train my face to smile at my, uh, you know, highly emotional uh, three teenage daughters at times or my cranky neighbor, you know, to restrain my tongue from making any negative remarks and to drill my mind in judging others favorably and and to offer love and tolerance to those that are perhaps uh you know a little difficult to deal with to to carry you know someone's load on my shoulders uh, even though I may want to do something else you know this program of recovery uh, puts us to the task yes we've recovered yes the channel of God and grace in us is cleared. Yes, the sunlight of the Spirit deep down inside of us is allowed to shine up and through us. You know, yes, we're restored to sanity. That was true for Bill. It's true for so many of us. The problem's been removed. Yes. However, there's still work to be done. The requirement is that you and I stay in fit spiritual condition. We have steps that allow us to do that. Steps 10, 11, and 12 are designed to help us continue our spiritual growth. That's the essence of everything we do. That is the nuts and bolts of the program. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thanks, Leah. Let's go ahead on to the next paragraph. Anita J., would you please read? Yes, this is Anita J. Can you hear me? I can hear you well. Thank you. Wonderful, wonderful. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. This is Anita J. Recovered in the state of Massachusetts. Um, My wife and I abandoned ourselves with enthusiasm to the idea of helping other alcoholics to a solution of their problems. It was fortunate for my old business associates remained skeptical for a year and a half, during which I found little work. I was not too well at the time and was plagued by waves of self-pity and resentment. This sometimes nearly drove me back to drink, but I soon found that when all other measures failed, work with another alcoholic would save the day. Many times I have gone to my old hospital in despair. On talking to a man there, I would be amazingly lifted up and set on my feet. It is a design for living that works in rough going. Um, You know what? I can really um, know that this is true today. I've been, as Leah says, cracking open the books in 78 because that's the only book there was. But I never bought into it, and I only got what I got. You know what? You get into something if you don't really buy into it. But that is why today is Thursday. It's just a Thursday. And I know the manipulations I do and count in the old days. This is my first recovered Thanksgiving. I've had abstinent Thanksgivings. There's no way that this is any comparison. And people are beginning to notice this in me, this change. I... um. I first thought, oh, I'm going to help everybody that uh, asks me to help them. But I forgot I'm part of a team. I'm the guide. They're the person who wants to be guided, and it's got to be both of us. And 
to keep the door open for anyone who falls at that moment. It's not their moment. Um, I can just keep going. I, it's so exciting to hear the changes in a couple of women that I'm working with. God is working with me through me. Um, I wanted to say about Thanksgiving, this may just really be another Thursday because of the weather, the, the um, early darkness. I and my husband may not be able to attend the Thanksgiving dinner where it's being located. So I have an alternate plan, and it certainly doesn't look like any Thanksgiving I ever had. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And I want to tell you, this is how far I've changed. Turkey was my favorite, was my favorite. And turkey legs, I would die for, die for. I once wished my son, a teenage son, dead when he ate the turkey leg I was saving for myself. That, of course, that was one of my amends. But um, I've just turned around and people are noticing. My husband, last night I said to him, I want to thank him because my phone has picked up a lot. And he never says a word now. And he said, he looked at me and he goes, this is important work. And um, I go, yes, you know what, it is. And... I mean it. I am very privileged to be able to have made it finally to the other shore. I've been waiting. You know how long I've been waiting? And so I'm just very, very grateful because it is an action program. I heard that from a recovered person. It's not for people who need it. It's not even for people who want it. It's for people who do it. I only heard that part this year. And with that, I pass. Thank you all for being here today. Thank you, Anita. I'd like to I know it. This is Vasta. Deanna B. from Chicago. So I know Linda wants to share. I've got Vasta. And who else was that? Deanna B. Oh, Deanna. Yes. Okay. Linda, Vasta, Deanna. Anyone else? You could probably fit a couple more in. Freedom in New Jersey. Who from New Jersey? Miriam. Miriam. Yes. All righty then. We'll go ahead. We'd like to start with Linda. Well, Linda, would you still like to share? I didn't forget you. Press star one to unmute. Okay. Well, let's go ahead with Vasa. Hi, good morning, everybody, and happy Thanksgiving. And, Amy, thank you so much for your service today on Thanksgiving. And I am Vasa O, Recovered Compulsive Ovida, calling from Florida. And it is by the grace of God that I'm after them today, and it's not because of my own doing or because of my own will or because of my own power. I'm so grateful to be celebrating another Thanksgiving of many, many, many years um, being in recovery and I remember I came late in October. I came October, so all the holidays were coming up for me. And I remember saying to my sponsor, how am I going to do this? You know, Halloween, my daughter's birthday, anniversary, Thanksgiving, Christmas. 
And she said, we do this only one day at a time. And you know, Vasa, when if you just focus on today. Keep it just for today. When that day comes, God will take care of you. And he did. And I remember praying and going to programs and following the directions in the big book. And I remember my first Thanksgiving over my mother-in-law's. I mean, they're Italians. They had to spread out there. And I said, oh my, I said, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Well, I picked up my absent food. I ate it, and I wanted to eat more. And I ran in the bathroom, locked the door, and I prayed to God, please keep me abstinent. And I went with the guys, and I watched football or something that I resented my husband for years. That you know, he was always watching football, not paying enough attention to me. Well, it came handy for me, kept me abstinent, you know. No, God keeps me abstinent. I just needed to distract myself, go somewhere else. But, again, that's what my sponsor said, Vasa. Now you've got to pass it on. This is the only thing I want from you, just to pass on your experience, strength, and hope to others. And I said to her, but I'm only abstinent, newly abstinent. She says, well, you can share it at the meetings and tell people how you, God is helping you and how you're working your program and how you're using the tools. You know, and I, I know God kept me abstinent, but to get me, you know, like from that hump, you know, when my obsession would come back and I pick up the, the tools, you know, or make that phone call, tell somebody else. And that was really hard for me to pick up the phone and tell them, well, I'm, cra- I'm going crazy, I'm going to eat, you know. But I did. And um, so it says, if he did not work, he would surely drink again. And if he drank, he would surely die. And that was me. If I didn't continue doing the steps, and, I'd con- and, the f- and then fate with that would be dead indeed. With us, it is just like that. And if I didn't continue, if I didn't do what I'm doing today and continue with the um, with the recipe, with the directions that I hear, and faith without the works will be that. So for me, again, was get to step four, the step four. Well, I don't want to do that, but if you don't want to go back into eating, you got to do the the steps the way they're laid out. But num- and step three is the most important step for me. I always keep on turning to God for help and practicing all this in all affairs. It's not just in the program. And I practice my affairs, especially at home. You know, that's even hardest. I can be out there in the world, but I have to live with these people 24 hours a day. And then, you know, I have to practice that at home and practice with my friends and among all of us human beings. So thank you for letting me share my path. Thank you, Vasa. Diana? Thank you. This is Deanna B. from Chicago, Recovered Compulsive Eater. Thank you so much for your service. And um, I just have a few things to say, and that is, first of all, those two paragraphs just a shout-out to me. What a per- what perfection to read today. Uh, I guess they're all that way. But it says, if I... Uh, was plagued by waves of self-pity and resentment that sometimes nearly drove me back to drink. This is my first recovered Thanksgiving. And 
I've been in these rooms since 1977, and I believe that I am recovered today. I am so grateful. And a couple days ago, I started into this morbid reflection of what I've done in the past and how I said, and, and it was like, call, call. And I just kept calling people and talking to people. And this is today. And I'm cooking, which is something I don't normally do. I gave it up to my my children, and but there are some of them. One is out of town, the one who cooks. And I'm making all these things, and I made them ahead of time. And I needed a taster because, you know, they say no taste, no lips, no licks, no pipes. Well, I'd never been through that, and I had my significant other do it for me, and it was like a little game. Okay, let's taste this. How is it? I don't know. You taste it. No. You know, I don't need to. But anyway, I just thought it was, you know, today is, right now, this moment, today is another day. And I'm going to a face-to-face meeting this morning that was set up just especially for those of us on Thanksgiving. So I want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. And thank you so much for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Deanna. And Miriam, go ahead, please. Hi, this is Miriam. Thank you so much. I am uh, gratefully in recovery from a hopeless state of mind and body, and i um, really grateful to be here, grateful for the big book. Um, yeah, the part that, that jumped out at me was um, if an alcoholic failed to perfect and enlarge his spiritual life through work and self-sacrifice for others, he could not survive the certain trials and low spots ahead. Um, you know, enlarging my spiritual life, that has been um that has been a, a big focus for me in um well, in the past several months, but um I just I feel so blessed for what God is giving me. This um God willing will be my twenty fifth um abstinent Thanksgiving. And, you know, when I think back to, you know, what it was like before that. Um, well, I don't want to think about that. I am I feel blessed that, you know, today um, what I can do when I go to my family is I can demonstrate these principles in all my affairs. I can think about how can I be of service to others? What? How can I increase the joy of the other people who are there? Um, you know, and then I, I can get out of myself and I don't have to be thinking. Well, I mean, I'm I'm grateful that the food, you know, isn't, isn't an issue anymore. Um, that, you know, as, as my sponsor says, um, you know, it's just Thursday and I don't overeat on Thursdays. You know, I'm like, I don't know, overeat on Fridays either, but that's the point. Um, so, you know, I just feel so, so blessed for that um, and that I get to be, um, you know, a model for the people that I work with for, you know, what God can do if one works the steps. Um, and there was the piece about plagued by waves of self-pity and resentment. You know, yesterday something uh, came up. I got some very disappointing news, and so I had my my time to, um, you know, feel that, grieve it, cry about it, make phone calls to people, appropriate people, and then go and, you know, work with another, you know, go and help someone else. Um, and also, this doesn't have to be just in this program. You know, in this case, I, I, was, I went and I helped somebody else who needed me in a different way, who didn't need to talk about food, but who needed to talk about God. And when I am, when I am sharing the steps of this program with anyone, 
it lifts me up and it and it you know reminds me of where my focus needs to be um and it makes me feel so grateful so i am i feel so blessed to be in this in thanksgiving today thanks i pass thank you miriam it is now time to wrap things up thank you everyone for a wonderful meeting for everyone who has shared We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164. Uh, Elaine, would you please read that? Yes, it would be my great privilege, and I just want to share what an honor it is to be to start Thanksgiving with you all here today on this meeting. Your shares have brought tears to my eyes, tears of joy and gratitude. Thank you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.